Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's Books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's Books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Kate. Yeah. You've been gone. I have. Where have you been gone, Kate? I went to Amsterdam, uh-huh. Brussels, uh-huh. Berlin, uh-huh. Paris, uh-huh. and London. So you didn't go anywhere? You just, no, no, I just... You, you just know. stayed at home, staring at your four corners of your house. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you were busy. You were all on the Instagram doing all sorts of crazy... Yeah, crazy it's junk, part yeah. of my uh, grown-up things I like later. Oh. Where did... You know where you didn't go? Um, everywhere else. Yeah, you didn't go to Brazil, my friend. <laughs> I did you did not, not go to Brazil. I've... But guess what? What? Brazil's come to you today, baby. <laughs> what? Uh, that's my way of saying we have a special guest! A special guest! Yay! Yay! Special guest! Special guest! Uh, our special guest today is... Drumroll, please! Roger Mello! Wow, hello, how are you doing? Yeah, he was here the whole time, folks. <laughs> Having to listen to all that, yes. So should I speak in Portuguese? Yes, the entire time. All in Portuguese so that our Portuguese listeners can, who've been listening so patiently the whole time, waiting for the Portuguese edition to go, finally! At the end, we are going to speak Portuglish. Portuglish? <laughs> English, English, English. It's like, it's like Franglish, but, okay. but uh, or Spanglish, I suppose. So, Kate, what do we, what do, we do on this podcast? Oh, we talk about languages. And, no, we don't. And, no, uh, no, we don't. That's not what we oh. do. We no. talk about um, weather. Yes, but not today. So, uh, cities we've been to, getting closer, warmer, warmer, um, books, warmer, in cities. Warmer? No, colder, colder, colder. <laughs> we talk about children's picture books. That's what we talk about. We talk about children's books and whether they're good or whether they're bad. And we talk about classics, right? The classic, supposed classics. Supposed yeah. classics. And of based on your educated point of view, and based on my 10 minutes beforehand of reading the book, we determine whether it should be good or not. Exactly. So this week, uh, we haven't done, we do occasionally do international classic okay. picture books. Yeah, we okay. did that. Yeah, uh, we did uh, Duck Death and the Tulip. Right. From Germany. That one. We did the Kuffalo. Vol- Is that what Amazing. it's called? Oh, yes. That's who yes. made it. That's how you pronounce that person who made it. I don't know. Name. I don't know. It's it's German. Well, okay. it sounded darn good to me. <laughs> I think we say Wolf Erlbach or something like ridiculous like that. So that sounded better. I don't okay. know. Yeah. But uh, we also did the Gruffalo. Today, but we know we've never had. We've never had a Brazilian classic. Okay. That's true. That is true. So I... Roger was kind enough to suggest one. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, uh... and uh, we have to do the reveal. So, what's the name of that? The Swallow and the Tomcat. Who's it by? George Amado. Amado. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. This was originally published in. Well, originally it was published in 1976. Yes. Can you can you tell me what the original title was? O Gato Malhado e a Andorinha Sinha. Uma história de amor. Oh, sounds so, so much better, right? <laughs> and now it's the swallow and the tomcat. Can you just how... read the whole book? <laughs> no, you can't because it's translated. It's a little bit like Bossa Nova, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 
the sound. The sound of it. And also, I love the illustrations by Caribe. Caribe is an Argentinian uh, illustrator that Ooh. went live to live in Bahia. And he got in love with this Afro-Brazilian culture. And then he said, okay, I'm going to live here forever. Aww. And I like the way he did the cat, and the cat is very. I like the cat human. here. Kate, can you see how he has done? Yes. Ooh, that is. Ooh, cat anus. Yes. <laughs> oh, we have a cat anus. Yes, and cat what balls is... apparently. Yes, this is what I like. <laughs> this is what I like because I those. I kid you not. There was our cat testicles. He did my it friend. in watercolor. Actually, the original is got colors. I was going to ask, was the original in color? I'm yes, sad that they didn't in do colors. a color version. I'm I'm a huge fan of this Aww. illustrator. Also, I think this is one of the best books by Jorge Amado. Really, even better than his books, his books for adults. Oh. Um, and the story is... Because we do have, actually, my library does have his adult books. Yes, they yeah, are very well popular. known. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they're, they're so well popular. Known. But this one, uh, uh, reading these, his literature in this book, I was very influ influenced by his poetic prose. Did you read him as a child? I did. I oh, did. Right. I did. And it's, it's, the story is very complex. Okay. The way the story starts <laughs> and the way it ends, with so, no spoilers. The problem with this book is it's awfully long. Yeah, it's say. 95 pages. It's 95 pages. <laughs> so it's a, it's a healthy a healthy book straining at the edges of what the, we call picture books. Yes. The beginning is amazing. Okay, well then maybe... I will focus on the beginning. Focus on the beginning, then skim through the rest of the book. Okay, I'll you be, ready? Okay, I'll be right back. Okay, I'll see you soon. While Kate does her read, I want to talk to Roger about his books uh, for a change. So, Roger. Yes. Let's tell the people who you are a little bit, because we kind of skimmed, we kind of skimmed over that part. You are probably one of the most internationally famous children's book creators in the world, I would say. Oh, that's. Thank you. You are my friend. Yeah, I am your friend. And, uh, well, you have won the Hans Christian Andersen. Yes, that that's Metal. such a honor for me. That's very important. Can you tell the people who don't know? Because in America, we're not so great at paying attention to anything that happens outside our front door. Can you tell them what the Hans Christian Andersen Medal is? It's it's. I would say it's the mo most important award. It, it, I was really honored by and and delighted because it's given by I IBBY which is the most significant international board. It's a board, international board on, on books for young people. That's great. It was thought and created by uh, Yella Lepman. Mm -hmm. So there is this amazing idea of uh, bringing the peace all over the world through the knowledge of each other, through uh, reading of, of quality books for, you, for, for children. And so this is why it's so important for me. Now, the Hans Christian Andersen medal is given out once. There's like one every year that's given out, right? One every two years. Oh, every two years. Yeah, every two years. And it can be given to anyone in the world, it right? Can. They don't it have to be, be from a specific country. I think in the States, four, four writers mm -hmm. got it. And yeah, I think maybe Maurice Sendak may have gotten it. Maurice Sendak yep. was the only one as uh, mm -hmm. illustrated. Right. But for writer, for, for people. Oh, okay. Now, you have uh, many a fine book, which happily has made it to America. Mm -hmm. um, you have many, many more that have not yet made it to America, but will be making it to America, one hopes, so that is good. 
your latest one, I believe, is Charcoal Boys. Charcoal Boys. Yes, this is a so this is the latest one you have coming out. I think it's Elsewhere Editions. Yes. Elsewhere is doing all the books. Yes. Oh, they're doing all the books. All well, the that's books. Wonderful. Well, well, my first book of yours that I ever read was You Can't Be Too Careful. Okay, great. Which I book. think is still my favorite. Okay. Of, of them. <laughs> I loved this goofy little book. Here it came out in the states in 2017. But I guess you originally wrote it in 1999. Yes, very so that was old a while book. Ago. <laughs> very old book. <laughs> very yes, old thanks book. to to thanks to Hans Kissen Award, uh-huh. the books were were more visible. Uh-huh. And this book um, is my a little bit my tribute to all the storytelling that I ever mm-hmm. ever heard of. But it was my way of. I think it's. All the, the, the storytelling, all the, the very old, old tradition and the contemporary point of view are, are mixed in this book. Yeah. And now you are the author and the illustrator. Yes, on that yes, book. yes. But for the book Feather, yes. uh, were you just the illustrator? I was. I, I illustrated. The book was written by Chao Wenchuan. Mm-hmm. He, he, Chao Wenchuan was the first winner of Hans Christian Andersen in China. And then, now, Charcoal Boys, just to go back to that one. So this is the latest one that you have coming it, up. It can, is. Can you just say what, what the, the plot of this one is? I, I, when I was a child, I saw these... the furnaces, mm-hmm. uh, the round ones, that looked like modern contemporary architecture. For example, Brazil is very uh, well known for contemporary architecture. Oh, yeah. But I saw them, and the smoke was was coming out of these, let's say, these round houses, and I saw them, and, and I tried to understand what was that, because for me it was completely crazy, Yeah. but it was part of the chain in the production of pig iron. In mm. Brazil, one of the most important commodities is iron. Hmm. I did not know that. Yes, I think it's the third or the fourth commodity. So I I was talking about children labor. Mm -hmm. Usually it involves slave work. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yep. And I thought this is something specific from Brazil. Yes, it is. But it involves um, uh, a commodity that is, is sold to all the world. Yep. And then I started to see that in other countries that happened too. Mm-hmm. And I decided that there are some stories that we have to tell. The problem with this, because some people say, oh, but it's a hard thing or it's a hard, a difficult theme. Right. And I said, it's difficult for me not because of the theme itself. It's difficult because I have to say this or to tell that story uh, respecting the character mm-hmm. and not trying to make him inside uh, a statistic. There is also fun in the life of this boy. There's also colors. There's not so so s- s- only suffering, mm-hmm. but of course it's horrible. Right. But uh, I think that th- those stories also should be told. Well, thank you for showing me all your books. Okay. <laughs> And we're back. You, uh, you had a long little book there. And I only read one story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that is good. I want to... I so I, I have not read any of this. This is one of those rare cases where I have... You've read the book, and I haven't. Betsy, let me tell you. <gasps> tell me a story, Kate. <laughs> tell me a story. So this is interesting because the book is divided into... There's morning, spring, summer, fall... 
you know, that's that's essentially oh, okay. like the chapters, right? Okay. So I read the very first one, which is called Dawn. And the characters in the story are morning, wind, and time. Those are mainly, the, like, the main characters. Oh. But it's funny because you could totally picture how these characters are based on the descriptions. Mm-hmm. Like, morning, she's she she's slow and sleepy. She doesn't like getting up. Sounds she, about right. Yep. She, she just <laughs> wants to, like, get married and sleep in every day. Like, Wait, really? Those things go together? Very by you. Very by your state. I got married. I don't get to sleep in every day. Where's my sleepy end time? And then Wind is a total troublemaker. Oh, yeah. He likes to, like, strip trees and penetrate clouds. And you know where he lives? Lift up women's skirts. He know? lives in Chicago. The Windy City. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, the windy city. Yeah, he does. And then, and then there's time, but we'll get to time later. Okay. So there's all, there's time for time later. There's time for time. <laughs> okay. So it, this isn't mentioned in the story, but this is one of my like weird tangents that I think in my head. Mm-hmm. Does do you think daylight savings time exists? <laughs> because do you have daylight savings time? Do daylight saving? This yeah, is an American so, concept. So in so it's November. We move all of our clocks back one hour. And oh, then, Brazil back. too. And then okay. in spring, we move it all forward. So right. I was thinking, you know, morning really likes listening and hanging out with wind more in the wintertime because it, like, delays when the sun comes up, you know, uh, because yeah. she's spending, morning is spending her time with wind instead of getting the sun off. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. there's all these rumors about potentially, like, you know, does wind have something in it for, with, um, morning, like, are oh, they? Oh yeah, you know, does he? <laughs> not does he like wait, wait, her? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Is yeah. he gonna propose to her? But um, one morning, um, she, you know, she is talking to Wind, and he he likes to tell these stories. And he's like, well, there's this really long story. It's going to take, you know, multiple chapters, you know. And she's like, no, no, no. I want to hear it all in one sitting. Give it to me. I I don't want it in pieces because I don't want to have to work. (laughs) Which I'm like, I feel you, honey. Yeah. But it gets to the point where everyone else is like, hey, the sun hasn't come up. Um, morning, where, where are you? Mm-hmm. We're, we kind of need to do what we need to do to the point where this is the first book I have heard about suicide. Whoa. Because, um, it says a certain celebrated clock tower committed suicide by hanging itself from its own hour and minute hand when morning's perpetual tardiness became too much for it. Ooh, was not expecting to read about suicide. Okay. Okay. You're not in America anymore. (laughs) But it becomes the point where, you know, finally everyone is complaining, like, hey, morning is, like, super tardy, you know, getting the sun up. So they're complaining to Father Time. Father Time is this wrinkly, bearded guy who he's referred to as father, and Mm -hmm. he's always yearning for the past, which I'm like, oh... Oh, I like him. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were already relating to... Uh... I can relate to all of them, Betsy. Oh, that's nice, Kate. <laughs> all of them. You're a well-rounded individual. I am. You are. <laughs> but he, you know, he's constantly... I mean, he has to deal with eternity. Right. So he likes, you know, having these random, like, little fun things getting, like, you know, if everyone's complaining about morning, and he's like, all right, this will break up the monotony. Let me talk to morning. Mm-hmm. Morning explains, look, you know... I was with wind and wind was telling me this really great story and time's like wait 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 
Story? <laughs> Wait, there was a story? <laughs> I got time. Come on, let's, uh, uh, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you tell me the story from beginning to end, I will give you a blue rose. Which I was like, yeah. oh. That's kind of fancy. It's nice. She's not even halfway through the story and time falls asleep. Oh. But she keeps going. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the story, it makes her wonder, like, oh, I wonder if, you know, because she's repeating the story that she heard from Wind, she's like, I wonder if Wind had some, like, intentions. I wonder if there was, in his explaining this story to me, if maybe the way he sighed at certain times, I wonder (laughs) if he, you know, does have any feelings for me. And then she realizes, you know, no, of course not. He, you know, he, no, marriage probably was the last thing that Wind had in on his so mind. So she just put him and, in the friend zone, is what you're trying to say. Well, she thinks that he, he put her in the friend zone. Oh, I see. Potentially. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It sounds like she's putting him in the friend it's very, zone. It's very yeah. interesting. But then, so then the rest of the book is spring, summer, fall. But the very last page is called Night. Without mm-hmm. stars. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the very first story. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, so we come to the end of the story. That morning heard from the wind and told to time who gave her the blue rose he had promised. Oh. But I like the very last sentence. On certain spring days, morning wears that legendary rose on her dress made of light. And we say it's a glorious sky blue day. Aww. Isn't that pretty? <laughs> I was trying to tie it into like a blue moon in some way. I was like, but she wouldn't tie into a blue moon. So it's like a blue sky day. Yeah. That's nice. But with the drawings, um, I don't understand how they have anything to do (laughs) with the story. They're just, it's pretty much just cats chasing um, birds. (laughs) Well, maybe he wants to marry. He wants to marry the bird. And this is why it, 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 there is all this idea of impossibility, uh, impossible love, uh-huh. but they really love each other. And I don't know; those teeth do not say love. To <laughs> no, well, because kind of love. <laughs> because because he's trying to be romantic, but oh, he's dear. a cat. Yeah, and nobody can understand. It's much more a story that the other animals don't uh, understand. Hmm. And at the end, without spoilers is amazing because Aww. there's something it's like forbidden love yes and he knew very much Aww. how to deal with this i i i'd say as you you have seen heard the story is very respectful for children mm-hmm. uh i think he made this story for his niece or for his oh. daughter I don't know, but he was um, creating something that because it's very common that people who write books, people who write books for adults, yeah, when they do books for children, they do books full of diminutives. Oh, they're horrible, stupid things. They're almost always horrible. yes, not always. I but would many say that he's better, even better, doing books for children than for adults. I would say this. That is good because he's, he's he, like Neil Gaiman. Well, I, yes. I, I like how you can picture all of these characters exactly the way that they're described. You know, morning mm-hmm. and time and wind. They're, they're characters in and of themselves. And I feel like kids could come up with their own ideas of how they look. And, and they're never they drawn and... in the book at any no. point? Oh, that's interesting. No. Yeah. Huh. 
all the, all the drawings are just that, the cat and the bird. <laughs> and then, well, and then once you do get this frog that I really like at the end. Ooh, um, I want, I oh, the frog the is frog. funny. The the there is a a character that oh. speaks Spanish. I think it's the it's the cow that speaks Spanish. It's very funny. And of course, uh, this was a time when it was non-politically correct. So he's writing for children, but he's not because of this. He's not. I'd say in fences. He's free, but I think it's it's very respectful in that way that he's not hiding things from from children. Mm -hmm. There is the the suicide thing because yeah. it exists in life. <laughs> it's better to to for children, I might say, and I think you you would agree, to experience those things in fiction than mm -hmm. than to to experience in reality. At least first in fiction. Books are, are are not meant for 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 anything specifically, but art make you how do I say ex really experience something that is is going to to make you suffer less mm -hmm. because you see my pain exists over there as well mm -hmm. because sometimes your pain you are so alone with your pain that you feel that your pain is the the largest thing in the world because you don't know that your pain exists in other places in through stories i think it's the best way this still popular in brazil it's st still published and it will be always uh it's really a classic in okay. brazil but it's not as well known as for me it should be it's it's very sophisticated as you see <laughs> yeah no no yeah i think it's if, a fable i think yeah. if if you know people want to read this to their kids maybe like you know at night story time mm -hmm. they should do it the the one section at a time like yeah. do dawn yes as children a love story children love this and they love the 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 pictures because the pictures uh show everything isn't it you, you when i was a child i liked this story because like i could see that the cat has the the sex of the cat appear oh very much so that <laughs> is a boy cat like in life yeah. isn't it well, not my cats. My cats are neutered. But, yeah. <laughs> it's so yep. funny. Yeah, cat is. There's no problem. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so you ready to rate it? All right. Well, I can't really rate it because I didn't read it. But should I try to rate it? Mm. I mean, no. Uh, okay, <laughs> Roger could rate it. Yes. So no, I love it. So I really on a love scale from one to ten, ten being it is the best book in the history of the world that everyone should read. It's a because everyone should have a copy on their bookshelf to a one where it's the worst, crappiest Overrated. book. Oh my gosh. It's, it's just a <laughs> piece of crap, but it should be burned and no one should ever own it. Where would you put it on the scale? Burned or thrown in the, in the lake, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I would give 10, of course, because it's, it should be more well known. Yeah. But I might say, uh, it's for me, it's Jorge Amado's best book. Okay. All right. Betsy, even though you haven't read it, going off of what we've said, what would you say? Well, let's and see. the pictures that you've seen. So what I've seen is, um, yeah, this is very much a bedtime book. This is the kind of book where I would read one of those stories to my kid, like, every night. I would say I really like the testicles on the cat, I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, it, it's ballsy. It is ballsy. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Tempting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm cheeky. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it... I liked the story that you, that you read quite a lot. Um, 
gonna give it I'm gonna give it a six point seven. That's very specific. It is. Very specific. The way I it had is. to think long and hard about that one. But six point seventy five. Right. Ooh, all right. I'll round it up to a seven five if that's what you want. Yeah. So six point seven five. I, I so I like it to the point where I want to read the other stories, mm-hmm. but I don't like the way the first the the story ended. Like the I, first story ended. Yeah, because yeah. it was too open ended. Like with her wondering you know what is where is wind what is he thinking what is he doing like i wanted i don't know i just but wanted knowing it, that it goes back later well only at the very end knowing that she gets the rose right oh no but the, uh, believe the me other this stories... is not the end this is actually when you have the end uh, echo the echo of the end so it's in the other stories yes too? yes uh, it's just one story Okay. Actually, it's just one story. Okay, well then... That's the good. story that involves the cat and the swallow. Mm-hmm. And the end is one page before. And this, I think he just said, okay, oh, there, there was this thing before. And I'm going to finish. <laughs> finish, finish. <laughs> yeah, I need to read the rest of them. Yes, I, yes. So, that happens something that is... Has has something to do with what we we are talking about. But I would say, going off of what I've read so far, I would give it a seven, and maybe as I read more, my rating yes, will go yes, go yes. up. So, I, I think we can definitely call it a classic then. Okay. Yay! Yay! The Such classic day. the classic starts from which which rate? Um, five and up. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> as I get over a five. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yay! Because people, I, I'm sad that people don't know that much this book. Yeah, no, it's not particularly, uh, you You know, I was sent the title of it and I was like, no, I don't know that one. <laughs> yes, and when you nope. ask for a classic, it's nice that it's a classic that it's not a classic all around yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. There's always time to become a classic. Yeah, <laughs> that's the nice thing about kids books. Letters time. Mm-hmm. We have two letters. Okay. Real letters. Uh-huh. With like high and a thing and then a signature at the end of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first one is from Sherry. Hello, Sherry. Hello, Sherry. She says, Hello, hi, Sherry. Betsy and Kate. <laughs> I have just recently discovered your podcast and I'm working on listening to them in order because I want to understand the references you throw into every episode. Uh, we do do that. Yeah, we put like tattoos. And, and, yeah. Uh, There's a whole bunch of in-jokes yeah. that make their way in. Yeah. The I love sister. this podcast. Yeah. You both are hilarious, and Aww. I love hearing your opinions on children's lit classics, even when I may not completely agree. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, I'm a third grade teacher, and have also taught kinder first and second. I have four kids, so I've read a few books in my lifetime. Few was in quotation marks. I'd love to go back to school and get certified to be a school librarian. Um, realizing I have over two years of podcasts to catch up on, I still wanted to email you about an episode I just heard. Usually I agree pretty closely with your ratings. Oh, she hasn't gotten a swimmy yet. However, I wanted to speak up for The Little House by Virginia Lee Burton. We like the depictions of time passing, the phases oh, yeah, of the, the moon. the sassy sun. The sassy sun, the seasons, the changes of topography and the roads. There is so much to look at on each page that each time we read it, we would discover something new. Did you discover the naked people? I She didn't say she did, but I'm going to assume yes. I'm telling you. They're I'm the best part of the book. Exactly. <laughs> I am looking forward to listening to the 95 episodes to go. You poor woman. Poor woman. Just wanted to say hi, and I'm so glad that your podcast brings attention to some books that are classics and some that really should be. Parentheses. I am super excited to get to the Creepy Carrots episode because I really love that book. 
creepy carrots. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Then we have Lark, the third sister, also wrote in. Dear Betsy and Kate, Kate and Betsy. See? She made that nice and equal there. Yeah, you see how she said my name first? No. She said Betsy and Kate. Kate Yeah, I didn't listen to that part. I just... (laughs) So, okay, well, this is about um, uh, the one we just did, Click Clack Moo, Calcetype. Ah, yes. So let me get this straight. According to some critics, unions are bad, so instead you are suggesting that Farmer Brown use extortion to get his animals to do as he wishes. I think that's that's pretty right, right? We we said that he should you said he would kill one animal in front of them every time oh, yeah. to get them to start the milk production again. Yeah. Hey man, it would work. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it wouldn't work. It was like this is a very different look for the podcast, but if that's where you're going, I think we deserve to hear Kate's best godfather impression. Since she is the one who suggested it. The duck comes to Father Brown on the day of his daughter's wedding, etc. Can you do that? Can you do that as a godfather? Look, the cows. The cows, they've come. And all that they want are electric blankets. If you do not give an electric blanket, we will hold the milk. That's it. There you go. Bing. All right. (laughs) Perhaps Bear could also use this means to get his hat back. In fact, we may have an entirely new picture book genre. Well I done. want my hat back. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. That's her Jewish. That's at one a little point. more Jewish. That went somewhere else entirely. All I right. want my hat back. I want my hat back. <laughs> Grown up things we like. All right. All right. So as I said, I've been to multiple European cities lately, and yes. uh, and trying to narrow it down to what I liked, you know, is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So I picked two things in every city just so it will go quickly. Oh, very nice. Uh, in Amsterdam, mm. Stroop waffles, amazing. Stroop waffles, Betsy. You're just making stuff. Where up have now. you been? Now you're just putting words. Oh that come are on! Vaguely related. You got these very like... thin waffles, and you put you, and then there's caramel in between. And you, got... are you sure you don't mean Struvelpater? Yep, Stroop waffles. And then if you do a canal tour, highly recommend it because you learn a lot about the architecture. And anyway, Brussels. There's this place called Maison Dandoy that makes the best waffles I've ever had in my entire life. You had a lot of waffles. Yes. <laughs> I'm just Was this a waffle tour? Maybe. Was it International House of Pancakes? In each place a waffle. Maybe. But also in Brussels they have what's called Mini Europe, where you go and you can see all of Europe. Mini <laughs> Wait, wait. So you just walk it's Explain like, more. It's like a putt putt golf course. <sighs> But you see, like, Big Ben, and you see the Eiffel Tower, and you see, like, every... But it's every country in Europe has their own... <laughs> and then you can come back home. Yes. Because Aww. you've seen everything. Exactly. You've seen everything. <laughs> Highly recommend so it's like Mini Las Europe. Vegas, but tiny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, in Berlin... Berlin was super depressing, by the way. Well, you went to the depressing places in Berlin. I did. Well, that was, that was and what I recommend now. is the Memorial for the Murdered Jews of Europe. It yes. is a great memorial. It's but it will take so much out of you because yeah. it's um, you're reading the letters that people write, you know, just before they're being killed. It's it's heartbreaking, but the memorial itself is very beautiful hmm. when people aren't jumping on it. <clears throat> They were jumping on the memorial? Oh, yeah. You jump from stone to stone, apparently. On no, purpose? you don't no. do that. No, it don't clearly do that. says don't do that, and um, yet people are taking selfies and uh, bothered me. Anyway. As it well should. Um, Paris did the catacombs. <gasps> My favorite part of Paris. Except people steal skulls, apparently. I know. They do it all the time. There was a guy who was caught stealing a skull when I was there. Gross. 
But um, I also recommend going to the Louvre with an art history major. Oh, okay. Because you see pieces of art that, and you learn stories about the artist and the paintings that you wouldn't know from like reading a pamphlet or whatever. Uh, and then in London, because I'm a big dork, the Harry Potter tour. Very nice. My inner Slytherin was so happy. Mm-hmm. And then I saw uh, Midsummer Night's Dream at the Globe Theater, and it was nice. the mm-hmm. best production I've ever seen. It was hilarious. They had eight pucks. Eight uh, pucks? Yeah, it was. It oh, was, I've never seen that kind before. It was so good. Um, Nick Bottom was a woman. Anyway, I just saw Nick Bottom was a woman this summer. Yeah, yeah. it was so good. Anyway, Aww, so that was my great. my many grown up things that I like. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I have two, but they're, they're much shorter than yours. Uh, and one is not exactly a grown-up thing I like, but a young adult thing I like. But that's practically grown-up to my eyes, so I'm, I'm going with it. Okay. There is an author named Frances Harding. She, she lives in England. She is my favorite author. And I love many, many authors. So to pick a favorite is, is very hard for me. But I love her. I love every book she has done. She has such a weird brain. She comes up with bizarre, strange, magical, wonderful stories. Like, there's one called A Face Called Glass, where everyone in this world uh, is born not knowing how to make facial expressions. And they, if the richer you are, the more you can afford to learn to have. And the poor can only have three um hmm. the stories like that you know the lie tree where if you tell a lie um to this tree and then you spread that lie the farther it spreads the larger the fruit that it will grow and then you can eat it and get a weird truth out of it hmm. um, she just comes up with crazy stuff and she has a new one called deep light and i wasn't sure if it was coming to america and i got a copy in the mail this week and i am so happy so that's my first thing i like and the second thing i like uh is that this is weird I'm really enjoying being a soccer mom, which was not a role that I thought I would. But it turns out that my son, who is five and is playing soccer for the first time, is a small machine who (laughs) believes that his whole goal in life is to make goals. And so you just put him and he just goes putt, 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 and he makes a goal. And he just does it over and over. And the other poor little kids are just sort of like wandering around and he's just like putt, 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 putt. And it makes the game so much more interesting. (laughs) So two thumbs up on being a soccer mom. And Roger, do you have a grown-up thing that you would like, that you would like to uh, mention? Going to New Orleans. Fantastic. I love New Orleans. In ILA. Amazing. With Junko. How was the food? The food is always delicious. It's always Mm -hmm. delicious. Fantastic. The boys, the um, Mm. the seafood alone is just... I'm going to remember something after yes you will yes you will but that's okay it always happens okay. but we'll just have to have you back then okay there you go yes, consider whenever, that an open invitation whenever you want for another classic absolutely okay we'll figure it out cool all right well on that note i've been betsy i'm kate i'm roger <laughs> yes. bye fuse 8 and kate is a fuse number eight production you can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com you can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our reputable businessman is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.